Hey guys, this is Lindsay. And this is Carly. And this is the Made to Relate podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode six. Exciting stuff. We're just cruising right along. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, so how was your week, Lindsay? My week was good. Um, Nothing too exciting. I'm getting my nutrition all together, so I'm eating healthy and not drinking as much or really at all. So life is kind of boring, (laughs) but it's good. I'm, it's good. I'm not eating healthy. And now I feel real weird when I come to Lindsay's (laughs) house because she makes me all the delicious food, but then she'll eat really healthy. So like I'm drinking like this really yummy Moscato Lindsay had, and Lindsay is drinking a carbonated strawberry water. (laughs) But I filled my wine glass plum full, if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like we're having a glass of wine together. Um, but yeah, so that's that's how my yeah. week was. Enough, like I said, nothing exciting. I'm just um, preparing for lots of cookie orders for St. Patrick's Day. I have a couple. Yay. And I'm doing some really cute, like, DIY cookie kits. And I think it's going to be so cute. So yeah, that's, what, that's how my week has been. How was your week? Um, it was really good. I mean, what did we do this week? Grayson got a cast on and then, um, so they did cast his arm. He chose the color red and he was very excited. And then weirdly, I don't know if this is really weird to me, but I was like a little bit shocked. The guy who, but he put the cast on, um, he was telling Grayson like, if you do really well and you hold your arm really still, like I'll give you some M&Ms. And so I'm thinking like a little tiny, like trick or treat pack of like M&Ms or little baby Dixie cup, half full of M&Ms. No, Grayson got a full red solo cup full of M&Ms. And I was just like, that's an astronomical amount of M&Ms. Like I'm not like a freak about giving my kids sugar or like, I'm not really like into it. But he couldn't eat that in a week. Right. Like even Grayson was like, this is too many M&Ms. Like (laughs) how am I going to eat all this? (laughs) Why do we, I wonder if he does that for all the kids. I don't know. You know what, Carly? What? He thought you were cute. No, he was definitely like 50 and married. That doesn't stop people. <laughs> That's really funny. Though. Yeah. So we got in the car and then Grayson's like, do you want my cup of M&M's? Because I'm already not feeling very good. He had like 10 and he's take these back, mom. <laughs> um, and then what else? I got a massage this week. You did? I did. I've been dying for a massage. I paid Ryder a dollar this week <laughs> to massage my back for a minute. Worst dollar I ever spent. <laughs> not good. Was it great? Wasn't really? trained. No. Um, yes, it was phenomenal. I love it. <sighs> you yeah you'll have to give me the deets and I'll go to her okay yeah she was really good and then um what else did I do oh yeah I leave to go see my sister ah Carly's an aunt my niece was born two days ago and I I've cried every day I'm very excited (laughs) oh she's so sweet yes mom and baby are healthy right everyone's good yep everybody's really healthy and yeah I literally cannot wait Okay, so highly requested topic this week. Yeah. A lot of people asked a lot of questions and a lot of people had interests, I guess, us specifically. They were just kind of like, what do you do in this situation? Well, what are your thoughts on this? I'm assuming because it's most of the time it's a personal situation for them. Right. And, you know, we're in this step parent game also. So right. they're like, maybe you, yeah. Maybe we have some insight. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Not necessarily. And it's kind of weird because, I mean, I wasn't Ryder's stepmom, obviously, but I was in a role dating a man with a stepchild, or sorry, with a child. And so it's like, I can see both sides kind of. Yeah. But I don't know. And I can't. I'm definitely only on the one side of being yeah. a biological parent. Um, so it'll be interesting to see because I we've talked and we definitely have a little bit different perspectives when it comes to some of these questions, Yeah, which is great. I mean, it's good to have. And I think it balances each other out really yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. it's just, um, it's interesting to hear the difference in opinions that we both bring to the table on this topic. I agree. And okay, so we are talking about stepmoms, stepdads, like um, I'm married, so Mike is Grayson's stepdad. So I'll kind, of, we'll, I'll kind of go into like a little bit of like what we do and like kind of answer the questions kind of from both sides, if that makes sense. Uh, what boundaries are important to set early on? Um, I think boundaries of my feelings as well as like the communication dynamic. Um, for example, in our situation, okay, I'll just, it's really awkward to talk about like boundaries with your husband versus yeah. like boundaries with a stepmom. So, okay, so early on, she met Grayson when he was like one. Mm-hmm. Um, he had just turned one, and so I remember there was a time. Here, my I guess my this will come up later. I think when I read through the questions that I had an answer, but I messaged her to talk about boundaries. Like, I was like, hey, like, would you like to go sit down and have coffee? Like, and so I got a message back that was not the nicest. <laughs> um, and it was one of those where you click into the message and then it goes into a separate little Ooh. text box and you have to scroll for days. Yeah. Um, and she kind of felt like she had to put me in my place where she was like, he's going to have two houses and he's going to have blah, blah, blah. And my parent, my family's going to love him just the same. And And I was just like, oh my gosh, yes, I know. Like, <laughs> I thought about this when he was five weeks old. Like, I don't need a refresher. Like, I, I want you to know where I stand and I want to know where you stand. And because it's hard. Like, it's easier because with the dad, because they have a certain role and the mom has a certain role, right? Right. So I don't feel like I have to talk to his dad about my boundaries because I feel like we both have different boundaries. And it's kind of just like, Mutual ground, right? Right. And I feel like you should be able to tell the stepmom and the stepmom should be able to tell you where those boundaries are and what's going to hurt her feelings and what's going to hurt my feelings and anything like that. So I think we didn't really get that chance and I kind of wish we would have. Yeah. So I could have said my feelings. So I think um, in that sense, that would be my advice would for would just be like early on go sit down and have a cup of coffee and just kind of talk about, I know nobody wants to be in therapy, but it's super good for you. <laughs> um, just lay out your parameters on what you're comfortable with and what you're not. And that's a good starting conversation. Yeah, for sure. I think so too. I mean, I n- never reached out um, and never had a conversation about boundaries. Um mm-hmm. Obviously, I didn't with you. I ignored your your attempt. Maybe I just have a weird way of like. I think you do sticking I mean, out an like... olive branch. Yeah. Um, but... Thanks, mom. My mom's a therapist, so she just <laughs> spills it into my face all the time. <laughs> um, I'll give that. I'll give her that credit. <laughs> for sure, she deserves it. I just think that maybe. 
I don't have a ton to say because I didn't set boundaries early on. So I can only say what I think might have helped and who knows if it would or wouldn't have. Right. Um, but I think, you know, and these are all difficult conversations. No one wants to sit down with your ex and their new spouse and hash out all of these things. It's not a fun conversation. I get right. it. I mean, I, I know I didn't do it. So obviously I, you yeah, avoided it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think just having the simple conversation of how do we want communication to look? How do we want, I mean, our situation is, is a little unique, I think in that, well, now it is and that the boys don't live in the same state as their dad. And so right. communications between the boys and their dad, we had to figure out. And I don't think we had the the greatest plan when they first moved. Right. And so after a couple months, they're like, Rich and Karen were like, hey, this isn't working. Like, we're not talking to the boys enough. I think I said that. Was it you? Yeah, I, I think I said, hey, um, Grayson's really young. <laughs> and like, it's to... different than like Ryder being yeah. like nine and not seeing you for an x amount of time and then going to see you like he remembers yeah Grayson was four like Mm -hmm. just turned four when they left so I was like can we make like a weekly thing they were like yeah absolutely like let's plan it so now it is like scheduled yeah to where because everybody gets so busy and like everybody just kind of passes time yeah if kids are not gonna sit and like oh it's 12 o'clock on Sunday I'm gonna go call my dad no matter how much they miss Rich, I'm like, it's just not going to happen. So unless like, it's just a, every Sunday at noon, this is what we're doing. And it just got to be a routine pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, I think having those conversations about just how, how you want to communicate and you said what you're comfortable with as their mom with Mm -hmm. the stepmom doing. And and then on the flip side of that, what's dad comfortable with our new spouses doing and, and how much involvement do we want? the stepmother and stepfather having in the, these big conversations about the things that impact our kids. Like, obviously they get an opinion, right? I mean, they love our kids. They're a big part of their lives. Um, but I think me personally, I think just having me and, um, rich communicate about the overall feelings. Like I brought my ex's feelings to the table and he brings Karen's feelings to the table and we just talk Mm -hmm. about it together. Um, is a better formula for our like relationship to be healthier. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. And I think, okay. So in our situation, Rich didn't really say his boundaries either. I don't even know if he felt like any of them were crossed. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but he was always pretty like him and Mike got along. I mean, they've only, they've been in the same room a bit and say hey, how you going guys are weird guys are weird it's just like hey how's it question. going <laughs> okay next question so as in meeting the new significant other what should and what should the kids call them when Ryder met my ex-husband he was like five so yeah. he was old enough to where it was never even like an idea that maybe you should call him dad I mean mm-hmm. it was always very clear that Rich was dad and my ex was just that. I mean, he called him by his name and it was never insinuated that maybe like, oh, dad number two or something like that. And so it was just a very clear line that this is just, um, this is your, this is, I don't know how to explain it. Right. Right. I know (laughs) I get it. I get it. So yeah. And I mean, 
I guess, I don't know. Is that what the question is asking? Yeah. It's just how, uh-huh. what do they call them? So how did you introduce Ryder to? Well, it took me a really, it took me a long time. I've only introduced Ryder to two people. Right. Other than, I mean, his dad, obviously. Right. Because um, <laughs> he was there when he was born. Well, yeah. <laughs> he, he made him. He made him. <laughs> um, and so with my ex-husband, I don't remember, I think. I think the first time we met, it was just super low key. And I think we went to a park, actually. That was it. We went to a park and we just played. And like I introduced him as my friend. And I mean, kids are right. kids are so smart, but kids are dumb. He's like, oh, cool. Who's this friend? Like, I want to be his friend. And um, yeah. it just kind of progressed from there. And obviously, I didn't do it until we were pretty serious. Um, right. Until I knew I was going to be like with him. Well, yeah thinking that I was going to be sticking around. So. Um, <laughs> Hashtag 2020 divorce. Let <laughs> me just drink this sparkling water here. Um, but it just took me, like, it, I, I don't know. I think you just know when the right time is. Right. I don't know. That's not a very good answer. Um, Grayson was a baby, so. It didn't matter. He didn't, ima- he didn't yeah. even remember. But, okay, so this is a tough one. Um, I was really never okay with, Grayson calling his stepmom mom. No. Like, I just had this. Ugh, I just feel like there's so many other names that this additional bonus person who loves you so much can be called. Like, she is a very special person in their lives and they love her so much. And I feel like she should get her own name, you know? And mm-hmm. I feel like I should get to keep mom. So that's how I've like looked at it from the very beginning. And I suggest like other people do that too, just because. I'm not trying to give out legal advice or advice in any way, but I just think, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe And maybe I'm too prideful in that situation. I don't know. I think a lot of people think the same thing. I mean. Yeah, it's hard. It is. That's a hard one. Yeah. So, in the sense, so, and I think they chatted with him one time when he was, like, three, um, and he came home and he just said, hey, mom, I got to tell you something. And I was like, what? And he said, I have two moms and I have you and I have my other mom, Karen. He said her real name, obviously. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, it was like a gut punch. Like I've just felt like a thousand knives stabbed in my heart. I was like, he's three. So it's not going to be like, no, you know, like I was just like, oh, wow, buddy. That's so great. Like you have so many people who love you. Like that's awesome. That's one of those conversations that maybe we should have been talked about with adults Prior. beforehand yeah I mean and who knows not, that impacts yeah. you so much like, right and I don't know what was said and yeah, I don't know how right. he interpreted it and so I can't really say like you said to say this to my kid so it was never like that but I was just like I remember calling my mom crying and I was like this is what he said she's like it's okay um so I kind of just supported him in his current feelings and just kind of let it go but since then he has said things like Hey mom, I have two moms. I have you and I have a stepmom. And I'm like, yep, you do. Like, that's a fact. Like, yeah. those are factual things. Like, mm-hmm. so now he's kind of changed it without me, like, really talking to him about it. He's just getting older. So he's like, I have a mom. And well, yeah, I think he's you know, getting to the age where he wait, can wade through those feelings on right, his own without right. you having to like, force them on him, which I think is a great thing. Like, right. I mean, I remember a writer would come home and well, he would either come home and be telling me stories about you mm-hmm. and call you mom in the stories, or he would come over to me and call me Carly. I and can't like, tell you which one hurt I'm going to scream into a pillow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was so, it took everything in me to not be like, 
she is not your mom. I am not Carly. Right. Um, but obviously he was a kid. I mean, he's three or four. Yeah. He has no understanding of what. He, all he knows is like these people are in my life right. and they're helping Even to me. this day, he comes home and he calls me his teacher's name. It's right. Like, mm-hmm. So it's not an intentional thing to hurt. It's just like, it's the person you're around most. That's who you're going to call. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's great just letting them work through those things on their own um, yeah. in, in our situations anyway. Yeah. So right now, so, okay. So on that sense, Grayson, like we never taught him to call Mike dad ever. Mm-hmm. Like it was... Um, like he knew who his dad was and then, or I, sorry, I knew he knew who his dad is. And then with Mike, he called him my Mike forever. Like since he learned to talk, he was like, my Mike, my Mike, yeah. my Mike. And it was the cutest little thing in the whole entire world. And then that kind of got reciprocated over to his dad's house to where he would say my Karen, her real name. Um, my Karen, my Karen, whatever. And so then it was kind of cute because yeah, you could tell he like he kind of like, yeah, were clicking. he connected a few things. Okay, so then recently, since we had Harper, Harper were like say Dada, say Dada, like she's like sixteen months old, so she's learning to talk. And so now he'll be Grayson will be like, look, go get your go get Dad, go get Dad. Like he'll. Like, he, because he's trying to get her to talk, too. Well, how confusing. Yeah. So, it's kind of, we're in this, like, weird thing where if people will say, like, to ask him, like, oh, my gosh, you look just like her, her dad. And Grayson's just like, thank you. And Mike's yeah. like, I remember the first time somebody, like, we were, he, they were in Target. And mm-hmm. Mike almost cried because he has Grayson sleeping, who's, like, literally barely just turned one. Yeah. Sleeping on his shoulder. We're walking through Target. And he goes, some lady was like, oh, my gosh, he looks just like you. Like, you're such a proud dad. And Mike, like, cried. He was like, (gasps) like, he just got so emotional. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, they people aren't staring at me as his stepdad. Like, they're actually recognizing, like, I love him so much. Like, it was just the cutest thing. But from the beginning, it was not us. Like, it was, it was just Grayson kind of trying to, he's just still trying to navigate it, I think, where he's like, he'll go from. Mike, can you help me with this? Or or he'll say, Dad, can you get me and Harper this? It's kind of like he just is it depends what the topic is and what's and going on. Who's in the room? If Harper's right. in the room, it's probably way easier for him yes. to be like Dad. Or he'll or be, if like, it's just him and Mike, it's probably he just probably registers Mike. Right, exactly. And then um oh yeah, and lately he is really into calling us Carly and Michael. Oh, which that's fun. Neither of us are very fond of. And Michael, oh, sorry, Mike <laughs> hates, Michael is reserved for his mom, you yeah. know, like only his mom calls him that. And yeah. so he's just like, Grayson, don't do that. <laughs> and now Grayson thinks it's funny. So who knows? That's funny. <laughs> okay. So next question. So uh, common or frequent issues we've run into with a step parent. So both our spouse and our ex's spouse. Okay. So I think with, I'll answer Mike's first. So I think the biggest, I asked Mike before we like came to record, what is your biggest issue, biggest issue we've come into with step parenting? And he's like, all y'all bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So true, Mike. I'm like, okay, but really? And he goes, no, but seriously, you guys got a lot of bullshit. All Um, the drama. (laughs) So, because he's like the one person I go to when something's frustrating. So he's probably like, 
oh my gosh. Um, but he's also very grounded in his feelings. So he'll be like, quit letting that bother you. It doesn't matter. (laughs) So I think that, but my response was that when Mike, when Grayson leaves, it is like so hard on Mike. And I think it's a little harder on him than it is for me now. Like before Grayson and when Grayson was like a toddler, it was like two hour visits. And when that kind of started to be more consistent, it was like, because when Grayson was a baby, we would do the two hour visits with me and his dad there. Like I would stay there because Grayson was nursing and like we got along fine. And so he would just kind of like play with Grayson, whatever. Um, when Grayson was a toddler and he started being, he was in a serious relationship, they would take him for that time Mm -hmm. and it was gut-wrenching and it was so hard for me and it was like I can put on a good face but Mm -hmm. oh my god I would cry for the whole two hours and so Mike figured out we got to entertain her for two hours so (laughs) we would get this yeah we'd go watch a football game and drink a beer and like hang out or we would go run a million errands anyway so he would he saved me so many times for it emotionally where I could just not even count but and then as Grayson's gotten older it's gotten easier especially since having Harper just because you have that just constant distraction of it's not like I'm just sitting in an empty house where I'm like oh my god I miss him so Mm -hmm. much you know um which I do miss him so much but I'm also busy right I'm keeping keeping busy so when Grayson left for Christmas that was I feel like it was hard on both of us. Like mm-hmm. I was crying endlessly, but Mike, like I, a week before he left, I was like, oh, man, I can't believe he's leaving. Like, what are we going to do all week? Like we should plan a date night or we should do something. And he was just like, I don't want to talk about it. Aww. Like he just internalized so much of his feelings. Yeah. He could not handle it. And I remember him waking Grayson up. Like Mike was leaving for work the day Grayson was supposed to leave. And I took that morning off because I was, helping him get ready and then took him to lunch whatever and he was like laying in the bed and he was um he Mike came in and just like hugged him for like five minutes like it was so sad but yeah so I think those are our struggles and then um yeah I think with the step step mom um just communication yeah like I think I don't think we have yeah it's hard to come up with other conflicts because our biggest barrier right now is communication yeah and all other conflicts stem, stem from, from communication yeah. or lack of communication um so it's just hard to to come up with anything else because it, it really all boils down to communication and yeah. in my opinion kind of respect yeah i agree um yeah. as far as obviously i'm not married anymore but um my ex played a huge role in writer's life As far as conflicts go, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't, like you said, it's hard to come up with conflicts for your current spouse or, I mean, Mm -hmm. things didn't work between my ex and I, but that doesn't downgrade what an excellent father figure or stepfather he was to Ryder. Like, I have nothing but great things to say about the the man who he was for Ryder. Right. Um, And so I don't really have a great answer for conflicts with with him yeah and writer I don't know that's a tough question yeah Grayson and Mike are just so similar that I feel like they butt heads sometimes (laughs) like they're just it's and it's almost like 
he's so similar to Mike and he's so similar to me. Yeah. So like sometimes he butts heads with Mike because he's emulating me. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. So we, though, I, maybe the one conflict we would have is that, I mean, as a mother, I think that I probably, I don't like to admit it and I would never say this out loud to most people. I'll just say it for people on on the internet. (laughs) All the hundreds and hundreds of people (laughs) listening to us. Um, That I like go too easy on Ryder. And like, especially as he's getting older and like, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the punishment needs to fit the crime. I'm not so good at that. And so um, my ex and I would have a little bit of conflict about that. I mean, we'd always eventually... And settle on, on an, yeah. um, a middle place. Right. Um, but it was, that was one sticking point. I'm like, no, don't be so rough on him. And he's like, Lindsay, like, this is what he, he needs to learn. Yeah. And he was always right. I mean, most of the time he was right. Right. I, I... Okay. So do you think stepdads face different struggles than stepmoms? Yes. Um, and I, but I don't think it's because one is a stepdad versus a stepmom. I don't know if that's a tricky question. I think that every step parent faces a different set of struggles unique to their situation. Um, I mean, my ex who was Ryder's stepdad was thrown into this role of, of stepdad and was with Ryder the majority of the time we were together. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he was just faced with all of these challenges that come with, with raising a kid the majority of the time. Whereas Karen was faced is faced with these struggles of navigating a relationship with Ryder when she doesn't right. get to see him all that often, um, and so I'm sure that her struggles I can I mean I don't know I can only imagine that she faces struggles that I have no idea um, right about how to keep her her relationship with Ryder going and stuff like that so I don't know I don't I don't necessarily think they face different struggles because. I mean, one's a man and one's a woman. I I disagree. You do? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I think that women are emotional AF. (laughs) So I think that men are just a little bit more programmed to – they just think, like, keep child alive, do this task, discipline this way. Kind of just more, like, Mm -hmm. boxed thinking. Not that that's negative. I just think that I guess a lot of the men I know are more (laughs) – just kind of like yeah. program that way and women are not and while women are just more feelings and emotions and they want this like Pinterest perfect life and they feel like because they're the stepmom they have to like come in and fix it and have this good relationship and make it look good and make all of this like feel so good mm-hmm. and I just feel like they I feel like it's harder to be a stepmom than a stepdad. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think, because I, I feel like a lot of it takes like falls on your shoulders yeah. of expectations. So I think that like leads into the next question where it was just kind of like the rap of stepmoms versus stepdads. And I think that's where it comes into play is like, I think sometimes stepmoms are viewed, especially like if you think about like Disney movies, like yeah. They're just viewed so negatively and they're like the villain in the situation or most of the time looked at as like the homewrecker mm-hmm. or whatever the situation may be. And like typically the stepdad is like the guy who came in and helped this mo- single true. mom and her kid and they're kind of like taking on this like fatherly figure. And I think sometimes that's like, 
often that's not always the case, you right. know? And so I think maybe they should make a Disney movie where, the where there's like a blended family of like mom, dad, stepmom, stepdad, For like, sure. you know, or Disney, show us all come how on. to behave. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Teach us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, I think um, basically that. I think overall women are more emotional and they yeah, have it a little harder because of that. Obviously, right. I mean, <laughs> very emotional over here. Okay, oh, okay. So next question. Um, what do you do when you disagree with a decision or view of a step parent? Um, okay. Mike and I rarely disagree on like, his role. I think we just have a very good kind of rhythm where we agree on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And specifically to parenting, I don't think it's because it's a stepdad, but we basically just have this united front as like if a either one of us are making a decision with either, either of our children. Like I think it's just we come with it as a united front. And then if one of us feels like we didn't handle that correctly – we talk about it at after bedtime, yeah, and then we kind of just know to handle it a little bit, a little bit better. Yep, you for know. Sure. So I think we just kind of have that ability, and I know some people have struggles with their spouse in that, and I guess I just don't have good advice on that topic because, and I hope more people write in with their experience with that because mine's honestly been pretty good with my husband <laughs> like he's just really good at stuff like that and so um if, so disagreeing with the decision of the step parent in like my ex's wife so karen um text war just kidding <laughs> seriously <laughs> but we all, all of us do is. participate in the text war and it's just kind of exhausting um but I don't know if I disagree with her parenting because I, I think she's know. a good mom. I, well, yeah. And I think that she's a good stepmom. And from everything Grayson's told me, like, he's never voiced that he's had a bad experience. So I think, like, I have respect in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not there. And so I just kind of go off what he tells me. But... I do think she's very nurturing and Grayson's been really young when he's gone over there compared to Ryder and so she's had to kind of step up and like take on that role of comforting him in like the mothering nurturing way and that's happened numerous times even when I'm on the phone with Grayson and so I guess I don't really disagree with a decision or like a parenting standpoint yeah. with her because I think like, I respect her judgment in that. Right. But to answer this question, it goes back to those boundaries. Like, and I think, who knows? Maybe as the kids get older, she'll, I don't know, pierce my kid's ear. I, he's a boy, so I don't know. <laughs> but, like, I, I guess I don't know. Hopefully none of that happens where I'm not involved in this a bigger decision. But yeah. typically, no. She's a good mom, and I think so far all of the decisions she's made I haven't disagreed with well yeah yeah right I mean I would say the same thing I mean obviously writers older we've 
decided that. Yeah, <laughs> we've um, went over that a few times. Um, and so he, I've been fortunate enough in, in that he's really been able to be vocal about like if there's an issue or if there's not an issue. And right. he's never, I mean, he's always come home, come home saying that like, you know, things went good. I mean, he's a boy, and so he's the only thing I can ever get out of him. It was fine. Yeah, it was good. It was good. But there's never yeah. been anything bad. I think that would be my answer to this in our situation with a step parent. Like from all of, I think she's probably a good mom. Yeah. Um, but I mean, my kid comes home safe. He comes home healthy. He comes home happy. So, I mean, she's obviously doing a good job. I think we've made it clear that we obviously have had some different views than her and Rich. And- right. And I think that comes separate from like the day-to-day parenting you know like I think those conflicts typically usually stem from a bigger decision that just gets disagreed on based on different parenting houses you know yeah so I think day-to-day there hasn't really been a situation that we don't agree on everyone keeps asking me about the decision to let Grayson sleep in our bed and he was a baby and he would always sleep on my side of the bed until he got older, like a little bit older. And then he wanted to sleep in between Mike and I so he could cuddle us both. So, but like, if you think about it, if say Grayson was like three, I would probably be weird about my new boyfriend coming in and sleeping in my, oh yeah, in bed with my child. So I think it's just different because he was so young. Mike, like, helped Grayson learn how to walk. Like, right. <laughs> he was just so little that he, like, literally oftentimes we forget he's – they're not biologically connected, right. you know, because they're just so close. Um, And I think everybody always asks me, like, oh, did you find it weird that, like, when Grayson went there, he slept in bed with Rich and Karen? And I was like, I don't know why, but I – if I was the outsider looking and I probably would have been like, yeah, that's would, weird. Yeah. But I was just looking at it as like to send my child who still co-sleeps with me, who is two and a half, to go to their house and sleep over. Like the only thing I can like rely on is her cuddling my kid mm-hmm. when he's sad. And so I like – I was like, how traumatic would it be for him to co-sleep with me every single day and then go over there and have before, like, put in a room by himself or just with Ryder mm-hmm. and shut the door. Okay, good night. I just feel like, oh, that's so sad. I, like, it was definitely my responsibility to, like, put him in his own room. But it all just happened so fast mm-hmm. for me. So I was just like... I just can only hope, like, they're cuddling him. Which now, guys, he is in his own bed. And he sleeps we in there. We did it! He sleeps there every single day. <laughs> like, I had anything to do with it. I know. <laughs> it was actually not as hard as I thought it would be. <laughs> oh, imagine that. It only took you five years. I know. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Um. Next question. Is it common or okay for divorcing step-parents to continue a relationship with the child? So you have more insight on this than I do. Sure do, guys. But I'll just give my piece real quick. Um, I think you can speak to it a lot more. But I think as long as the relationship remains healthy for the child, then yes. So say Karen and Rich ever break up. I would want Grayson to have a relationship with Karen because of the simple fact that 
he's she's already been in his life for a year. So say tomorrow they break up. It's been four years she's been involved. Like mm-hmm. that's majority of his life. He's five. So I would hope that she would want to like check in with him, especially because it's his little sister's mom. Right. And soon to be the next baby's mom. And so I'd hope that like I want to facilitate even if they ever break up and we all don't get along. I'd still want the kids to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that would involve her involvement. Right. But with you, it was a step parent. So how do you think that would? Well, yeah. So I'm going through this as yeah. we speak. So right. I definitely have some answers. Maybe not the right ones, but right. this has been my experience. <laughs> um, so obviously I'm going through a divorce um, and Ryder was so close to my ex they were I mean inseparable yeah the best of friends I might get emotional (laughs) um got this wow weird where did this come from (laughs) um and so when we left man dealing with a divorce and having to tell a child in itself is the worst thing you could it's just the worst. It's yeah. the worst. And so then when it's a step parent, so they're not biologically connected, there's no siblings involved. What happens? Do they still get a relationship? Do they still have one? Um, and as we were working through what was going to happen, they didn't talk for quite a few weeks and it was really hard on Ryder. Um, yeah. really, really hard. And so finally after, um, the dust kind of settled and we adults kind of figured our shit out not saying that it was right how it happened, but my ex-husband reached out to me and said that he would really like to have a relationship with, with Ryder because he loves him so much. And I was really hurting at the time still. And so I was like, I'm going to have to think on it because in my head, I'm go- we're going through this super emotional divorce. Right. Um, it's hard to hear your hear your voice. It's hard to see your name pop up on my phone. How am I going to like get through this while you're over there chatting with my kid every day? And when my kid's talking about you every day, like, so I just had to take a day or two to really take stock in like how I was going to handle this. Um, obviously the, the relationship was good for Ryder. He was so good for Ryder. He taught, he just did so many great things for Ryder throughout the last four years that it would have been a disservice of me to say no because Ryder loves and cherishes him so much. So I said, yeah, um, Ryder has a little iPhone that has Wi-Fi, and so he can text other iPhones on it when he has Wi-Fi. Right. And so, or I, he, I had an old phone that I set up that way, and I'm like, I set Ryder up with like an iCloud account, and that was my way of they can have a relationship. And I don't necessarily have to be super involved because right. I don't like, have he to see his name pop up on yeah. my phone. I don't have to like be the middleman here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I talked to Ryder. I told, I told my ex, you know, I, these are my demands. Like mm-hmm. I made some very clear, like if I say yes and I allow this, um, this is not like a part-time thing. You don't get to say just kidding a year, six months, five years down the road. Like if you want to be in his life, you will be in his life until he doesn't want to anymore. Um, and if you can't handle that, then no, this doesn't go any farther. I don't remember all of 
the stipulations I mean, right. but I had a couple. Um, and he was like, I absolutely understand. And this isn't, I don't want it. Like, I want to see him again. I want to be in his life. I want to help him through things. I want to be his friend still. Um, and so after we had that conversation, I went to Ryder and talked to him about it. And man, it was just such a confusing time for that poor kid. He was just confused. And so, and he missed him so incredibly much. And so he immediately started crying and was like, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to. And I was like, okay. And so we set up the phone that night and texted him. And then for the next four or five weeks, they would text pretty regularly. Um, Like in the morning, Ryder would text him good morning and they would have a little conversation. And then at night they would talk and probably two or three times a week, they would FaceTime for like 45 minutes at a time. Um, Yeah, it was a lot. But as, so we've been back in Montana now for almost 10 months. Ryder and I were talking about it. I cannot believe it's been almost 10 months we've been home. Yeah. Um, But now it's, it's the last couple of months, it's started fading a little Mm -hmm. and not from my exes. One of his things that he told me was like, I never want it to be forced. I don't want him to feel like he has to call me. Right. Um, and I want it to be like on his accord. I want, if he wants to talk to me seven times a day, great. If he wants to talk to me once a year, great. I'll be mm-hmm. here whenever he wants to talk. Um, and so he doesn't do too much of starting the conversation. He lets Ryder kind of lead it, which in the beginning, sorry, I'm jumping all around. In the beginning, I noticed that was kind of hard on Ryder. So I, I, I called him and I was like, you know, I think that he thinks he's bugging you when he texts you. And so I think I need you to, to start the conversation every once in a while. If you haven't heard from him for a week, maybe reach out. Um, and so he did that and that helped for a while. But now as writers kind of settling into our new life, I think that he's kind of accepting what is our new normal a little mm-hmm. bit. He talks about him a lot. Right. He does. Um, yeah. And he talks about experiences and cool things that he wants to tell him about. He just doesn't necessarily reach out so much and I don't know I'm not sure why um I don't know I think we just have a little more work to do yeah with all of the big feelings happening um but I think it's absolutely acceptable a lot of people didn't agree with my decision yeah to let Ryder keep talking to him but I think that it's been more beneficial for Ryder than having to deal with the fallout of never speaking or Right, hearing of him again. Right, because it kind of puts writers at an age where it kind of puts the decision on him, and mm-hmm. he gets to feel like he gets to make a little that bit decision. of a decision in this decision that absolutely wasn't his. Right, yeah. and in a sense of it would have been probably more damaging if he just never got closure in that, or mm-hmm. you guys, you just came down here and he was like, okay, he, you're your ex-husband's out. Like, he's not, right. we're not involved well, anymore. Well, we were seeing a little bit of that in the, the three or four weeks that they didn't talk and can think of a more difficult time than having to right. try it. Because he, at this time, he was nine. And so that kid was asking the toughest questions and right. going through just this, the t- oh my gosh, it was the worst month of my life just because he was struggling so much and I didn't have the answers and I didn't know how to help him and he missed him so much. Right. And, um, so yeah, I just think that I definitely think if it's a healthy relationship, I would absolutely um, say that it's been, I, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. As long as there's parameters, boundaries, mm-hmm. and wow, how many times have we said boundaries in this, this podcast? call this episode boundaries. Boundaries. Um, okay. Do you want to read the next question? Yeah. 
So how do you repair a strained relationship with a step-parent? Um, so what do you need as a biological mother? And what could we do on our end to repair or mend a strained relationship? I think we've touched a little bit on this in an earlier question. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the only thing additional I wrote down was, like, I personally... I personally need validation and respect so we don't have to be besties but I just need to know that like you respect my position you know yeah, like I would say that's 100% yeah me too um and then like the to the question on what could we do to mend a relationship I don't really have anything to say other than like I want to know what everybody else thinks I you think, are listening to this, like, please message us and, like, let us know your opinion on that. Because, or your experience on how you yeah. mended a strained relationship. Yeah, and I mean, we recently extended an olive branch, and I hope that that kind of helps. But I think I feel confident knowing, like, I feel like I've done everything, you know? Like, I don't know what else to say or do in this current climate (laughs) yeah um I don't know I think in our personal situation lots of feelings are hurt yeah all around um and so I don't necessarily know what's going to fix it at this point but I would like to think that there's hope in the future that we won't have such a strained relationship because it is exhausting and it's it's not healthy for us it's not healthy for the kids it's not healthy for anyone and so just I don't know. I think there's always, there's families out there that have such a great um, relationship with their, in between their blended families. So if you are one of those families, we would love to hear from you and hear your experiences and and ways that you've kind of gotten through those conflicts or the beginning where it was rocky. Um, So let us know guys. Yeah, for sure. Any key advice to women thinking of beginning a relationship with a man with kids? Whew. <laughs> Got any advice, Linz? She sips her sparkling water. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think just if if you are going into that situation and it's serious enough, I mean, what are we talking about? If you're just going to start dating a guy and you know he has kids or if you're in a position where, like, you're going to meet the kids? Um, The question was thinking of beginning a relationship with a man with kids. So just, like, thinking about getting into that relationship. So I think just understanding that there is a lot of baggage that comes with dating someone with kids. Um, There is a lot of complications that come with dating a person with kids. There is a lot of patience that has to be had mm-hmm. with a person that has kids. If you can stick it out and get through some of those tough thing, tough and awkward and weird things that happen in the beginning, it is the most rewarding and amazing thing to be a part of. Um, I mean, but just don't go into it thinking that like, it's always going to be easy. Yeah. So I thought on this one today and then... Here's what I think. So a couple days ago, I was listening to an author speak. Um, she's the writer of the Stepmoms Club book. She's the author of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess one of the authors. And she spoke about something that resonated with me. But she said to step 
in slowly as a step mom. So it's like, basically you can tread water and feel out the temperature of the water. So you know, you're dynamic and you're, you know, you're accepted and where you're swimming at and there's no sharks underneath Mm -hmm. and where the currents are and what's going on. Um, just don't jump in with no floaties and just flailing around trying to like make the current go where it's where you think it should go, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I thought that was like a really cool way to think about it. And I thought that was really good advice. And because stepmoms have to deal with a lot, they have these new kids and this new partner and then an ex that you're dealing with. And then in our situation, two exes that you're right. dealing with and just and there's just so many feelings so many things that you have to like navigate so just having that ability to care for yourself and take care of yourself mentally like because it's so much like it's so much you don't have to fix it it's not your responsibility like yeah I thought that was good advice like step in slowly Mm -hmm. that's great advice yeah so I think we covered yeah i don't think there's any more questions if we missed some we will go back through thank you guys for listening i think we're gonna cut this off because we've yeah. rambled and if there's any more questions send them to us we'll do another part two episode or whatever for our standpoint on this topic yeah. but where can they find us on social media you can find us on instagram <laughs> at made to relate podcast bye, bye.